Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, we still don't have anybody Speaker of the House, and I guess we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. We are indeed. But first, these days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? Sometimes you just have to blow your own horn, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you do. And uh, kind of amazing, isn't it? 260. I know. 260 million plus. I, I forget the other trivial part, you know, the. So many hundred thousand. <laughs> Wait, we have uh, 260 million people, and yeah. sitting in my driveway to show off that 260 <laughs> million people is it can hardly. Yes, it can hardly go up the hill and can hardly roll down the hill. I know. <laughs> you know, I was doing a little uh, just checking of uh, where we're listening to. Yeah, this well, morning. yeah, to, to, to support that number, where do people listen? Is that number real? Well, Going to the source. This is just Podbean. This mm-hmm. isn't like some of the other streaming sites we're on. But we're listening to in, you ready? You got a minute or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. United States, Germany, Brazil, Russia, the United Kingdom, Canada, Thailand, Australia, Spain, France, Sweden, United Arab Emirates, Japan, Norway, New Zealand, the Netherlands, Morocco, India, Austria, Argentina, the Bahamas, Chile, the Czech Republic, Ecuador, Guatemala, Honduras, Indonesia, Mexico, Philippines, Romania, Trinidad and Tobago, Uruguay, South Africa, and then it says unknown. There's even a few countries there, too. You know, it's kind of like that old song, I've been everywhere, man, <laughs> cross the desert. You remember the song? Yeah. Yep. Um it's interesting. I was talking to a, a friend of mine. Went mm-hmm. into a friend of mine went into a Knights of Columbus meeting. Yeah, and he had heard that we were doing this podcast, and he was going to tell a few of his friends. Right. He goes into the podcast. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. Well, he, I, he I goes in, a little tight. Yeah, tight he goes. <laughs> he goes into the Knights of Columbus hall, and. He's talking to a group of guys about this podcast. A friend of his is on, meaning me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of the guys said, "Hey, I, 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 you mean Jim and Bill? Those two guys that do the? I listen to them all the time." And I, I'm thinking to myself, and this, by the way, is out in Hell's Bells. This is not like uh, down, I've been down the, there. Yes, it's out in Hell's Bells. This is not anywhere near where I live. Don't ever get a flat tire in Hell's. Oh Bells. no, it's hard to get it changed. <laughs> no. The point the point we're trying to make is that uh, first of all, thank you for listening. Thank you yeah, all for is... listening, because and it's a surprise kind of to us because when we do it, you know, it's just two guys, and we're talking about the news, and we enjoy doing it, or we wouldn't do it. Yeah, uh, you know, and and one of the bad things that we do or don't do is we don't really take the time to say, well, thank you. Uh, we don't take the time to say uh, enough to say, if you'd like to comment or make your thoughts known on the show yes, or just send us a little whatever, we don't give our email address enough. We don't give out the phone number enough. Uh, and we know that, you know, we get too excited about doing the show. And I guess it comes from our old days, you know, that we're more concerned about the product yeah, than we, we get into the marketing of it. So but there are guys you know, who have less listeners than we have who are making good livings. <laughs> at, mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing. Cars. 
we'd like to make a few bucks on the program. You know, I'll be honest with you because we're honest with you about everything else. I'm not going to tell you we, we do it because we're just nice guys. I mean, the fact of the matter is we'd love to make a few dollars on the program. Mm-hmm. But we've, we've had so much fun doing this program, <laughs> we forget about the money, don't we? I mean, you and I, we talk about the next show. As soon as we finish one show, Bill and I are talking about the next show. Or the things that we didn't mention during the show, Some, you know, you, you have an idea. Oh, I'm going to talk yeah. about this. And then all of a sudden, you get into the show, and you kind of segue into something else, and then the show's over, time's up, and then, you know, we're done going, oh, damn it, I forgot it. And then what we've learned, listen to this, there's a good possibility that some uh, little radio stations around the world, I'm not saying who they are or where they are, but they may be taking our program. It's an hour-long program. It's done by two professional broadcasters. So we're not uh, filled with obscenities and stuff like that. We still maintain a decorum on this program for the most part. I mean, every so often, Bill will slip into something a little, you know. But that's besides the point. I resemble that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the thing is, some of these little radio stations are actually carrying our podcast like it's an hour-long program yeah it's you know i've had i've had people well i've got some friends old colleagues you know and one of them owns a little station and just out of the blue one day sat there and said listen to the podcast and you guys are you on any radio stations because boy you know i'd love to carry that show bob if you're listening yes go ahead and take it yeah it doesn't matter yeah that's that's the other thing you're free to do it but here's the little caveat. We'd like to know that you have it. We'd like to know what stations are doing it. Now, we're not trying to, because eventually, if, if we're on a, a network of these stations, we may decide to run a, a commercial or two, and it would be nice to be able to tell our client where we're being carried on terrestrial radio. That's what they call it, you know, when you're broadcasting mm-hmm. on a regular radio station. And uh, so... All we ask from the radio stations around the world that are carrying this podcast as an hour-long program, just let us know where you are. We're not going to take you off the yeah. air. We're not going to. You can you can carry it. It's it's okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's about getting the word out. It's never been about. Uh, well, I was going to say it's never been about ego, but you know, <laughs> well, anybody that talks, anybody that talks for a living. Yes. Somewhere ego is involved. I'll just be honest yes. about that. But at, at this juncture in our life, yeah, we'd like to make a few bucks out of it, but it's not about money per se. And by the way, I got I got to applaud my partner here for starting to find the figures like he did the past couple of days. Uh, he, he's, he didn't go just to one source. He went to several sources. All of them oh, yeah, showed but- that we have we have millions of listeners. Out there, and yeah, most of this comes from, I believe, Apple and Amazon. But you know, we have Spotify, we have Anchor, we have iHeart. Uh, the the list goes on and on. Obviously, Podbean. Um, there, there's a bunch that show up on the web page, a bunch that aren't there that that are listed. So we know that there are other streaming sources that mm-hmm. pick up the show and put it out there. So. And you want to hear? And we're something? not plugged into them personally. You want to hear? So something? we have no clue. Based upon the figures that we've discovered, we have more listeners on this podcast than we probably ever have had in any one radio station in our. And I've worked at some big radio stations. Okay, so well, if we wanted to be honest, if those numbers are even close to correct, and you know the numbers that we got from the different sources, like. 260 million. That's a big number. But then again, it's not out of the realm of uh, possibility. It is very possible. Then we got the the daily downloads, the page turns and all of that stuff. And I'm like going, wait a minute now. This is a different algorithm. And the question that was posed, Jim and Bill's It's Another Day podcast. And, you know, everything that we have is kind of unique. And those numbers were big. And I'm sitting there going, Hmm. You know, you could add up all the numbers from all the stations we worked at and yeah. still not even scratch the numbers that we saw. So, uh, and Bill, when they, 
when we were on those radio stations, people were listening for, you know, Sugar Sugar by the Archies or the Rolling Stones or, you know, or the Who or something, the Eagles. They weren't listening per se for uh, specifically for the disc jockey. No, they never are. They're listening yeah. for the top 10 tween hits of all time. <laughs> and the hits Hi, just I'm make Mikey me sick. And I'm 15 years old, <laughs> and I love your show. Can you play? Yes. Oh, we'll get right to it, little yeah. Tommy. <laughs> yeah, can I hear Terry Jack's season yeah. in the sun? Oh, my God. You know, the thing about radio, we're, we're slipping into an area we shouldn't be right now, but it's fun. No. But the, the thing about radio is when you do a music program like that, just as a disc jockey, you're getting really, really, really sick of hearing Tired. that song. That's just when the audience is just about figuring that you have that song and you're going to be playing it for another maybe two months. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, kind of like podcasting, just about the time you're getting really, really questioning whether or not you have anybody paying attention. Yeah. That's when you find out. You got, you got 260 out million there. out there. Holy smokes. Yeah, anyway. It's kind of interesting. It is. Again, thank you all very much for listening. We, God willing, will keep doing this. We have fun doing it. We enjoy doing it. We'd like the news to be a little more positive sometimes, but... We, then we wouldn't have a show. Yeah, but then we have no control of that either, too. Uh, yeah. Don't blame the messenger, right? Um, yeah. But we'll keep doing it as long as we can. And with your help, uh, like the promo says, uh, we'll grow and even have a larger audience this time next year. This, this show that's happening in D.C. right now for the speakership, mm -hmm. um, it, I have I I vacillate back and forth as to what should happen. Do you do the same thing? Do you find yourself? Yeah, going, I do. And you know, is it can something good come out of it? Yes. Is it a clown show? Yes. Is it embarrassing? Yes. Are we getting anything done? No. Yeah. So you got to wonder at some point in time, do we have to sit there? And sit down and say, okay, we have a job to do. Yeah. What can we get done? Because the Democrats now are going, hey, we can rescue you, Kevin. But, you know, what is it? They want they want some, uh, they want to, um, what is it, Brad uh, Sherman of California uh, mm. floats a deal that Democrats will help Kevin McCarthy uh, get the Speaker of the House if, in return, for rules that would uh, prevent a U.S. government shutdown or a debt limit crisis. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's always. I would say, Brad, sit down, <laughs> sit down, and be a good boy. Keep your suggestions to yourself. First of well, all, they want to they want to look like they're helping out and the Democrats yeah. to the rescue. Yeah. But there's a poison pill in everything they do, and Absolutely. if you want to be beholden to that, the the left. Then why did we even take the house? Yeah, exactly right. No, they, they, this, but this here's the thing: the media, and I say the media, I mean Fox too, for the most part. Although Tucker's still uh, one of the last vestiges of true conservatism uh, on that mm -hmm. network. Um, the the media is making it sound like we're desperate to make a a, a, a decision. Oh my goodness! Can you believe this fiasco continues in Washington? And listen, folks, this is how government works. And somebody said this uh, yesterday. It's so true. Uh, two things you don't want to watch: you don't want to watch them making sausage or making legislation. Two things you don't want to see made. You know, this is not a pretty sight right now. This is how it's done. And if you think it's bad here, you should watch how they do it in England. In the parliament, right? I said, mm -hmm. oh, bully, bully. They start yelling at each other. Some places they get in, some countries they get into fistfights when they're making legislation. But um, this is basically civil. It's what, we're going into day three, is it? I think they've had day six. Day three. I mean, I, I don't know. Unless something happens today, this is going to drag on. Uh, now, Trump actually said, hey, look. Time to get it together. I'll put my support to uh, Kevin. He had some talks with him, and he did that yesterday, but it didn't change the outcome. 
course, the news is saying, ah, see, he's lost his That's power exactly pool. right. I was just going to say that, Bill. Yeah, the media is saying, oh, he's not as, I heard some uh, clown. That has nothing. That's the furthest from the truth. I heard Mark Thiessen last night on Fox say, well, Trump has lost uh, a lot of his, his uh, strength, his sway in the Republican Party. I'm thinking, oh, sit down, you doofus. You know, these guys, by the way, they, they, they have a title Fox contributor under their name, and they're on television, and all of a sudden that gives them some sort of uh, importance. Like they have their their reasoning is far more superior than yours or mine. The fact is that's not the case. These are just guys who were uh, many times a, a reporter at Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Come on, gag me. But anyway, I got I got to play this for you. This is a reminder of of the Kevin McCarthy that bothers me, Bill. This is okay. Kevin McCarthy talking to Liz Cheney a couple of days after the January 6th uh, uh, protest a couple of years ago. This is first he denied this phone call ever happened. Then the New York Times said, "Oh yeah," and they released the audio. This is what he said. By the way, this is two weeks before he was going to leave anyway. Just Yeah, and you know what? He's talking to who? Liz Cheney. Okay. And he said, I think, because he really, you know, I, I think this, she probably initiated the call, mm-hmm. I'm betting. And how did uh, how did the news get this? This recording, did he record it? Somebody had it? to. Somebody had to. It, sure is, it should have been Liz a private conversation. Cheney recorded it. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So she's the one that turned it over. Right. So that was, a, that was a piece of... It was a hit piece. It was a hit piece that she was in on it. We do know that Nancy orchestrated the January 6th thing. So I'm taking a little bit different spin on this that McCarthy might have been set up and this is all part of a long plan going, okay, if we get to this point, we're going to hurt this guy too. All McCarthy had to say though is Liz, it's too early to to talk about what should be done. Let's talk about this at a later time and not on a, uh, on a telephone. Let's meet in person. Thank you very much. Kevin has always had, you know, he's got to have an answer and you could hear him stammering around. He wasn't, I'm just saying, this was all part of you. Hey, let's do this. Let's see if we can get him. And they got him enough to where they could sit there and make hay. Uh, I'm not saying he's innocent in the call, but he definitely didn't go and seek out to do this call. She called him. And then if it was a legit private call, why the hell did it get out there? And who could have released it but her? Or is the government surveillance that invasive and now that leads to a whole new set of questions well matt gates uh, came out of a meeting last night uh and uh, he was of course besieged by reporters and here's what he said effort for mccarthy to solicit a list and then use that list 
in some way to try to divide our conference. But look, he's a desperate guy whose vote share is dropping with every subsequent vote. And I'm ready to vote all night, all week, all month, and never for that person. So I tell you what, when he comes out and heads back to his squatting in the speaker's office, which why is he even allowed to be there? Like, is there some basis in law or statute or rule for someone who comes in second place in six consecutive speaker races to be able to assume the speaker's office. But when he comes out here, ask him if he apologized there to me uh, in private and ask him why. They're vilifying, they're vilifying Matt Gates. They're making it mm. sound like he's uh, a terrorist. As a matter of fact, this is Dan Crenshaw, another guy who I don't trust anymore. He's a rhino. Listen, Dan Crenshaw, he's the representative from Texas you see with an eye patch on. Right. I, I thought he, he was going I thought he was going to be great and he's a massive disappointment. But listen, this is him yesterday. Get another scalp and another scalp whether it's whether it's Boehner or Paul Ryan or then McCarthy, Scalise would just be next and we all know it. We just can't allow that to happen. That's why those of us are saying like, look, you pushed us into this corner so now we're now we're saying we won't go for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. That, that's basically what's happening. I mean, do you hear this? Do you hear what he just said? We the cannot terrorists. let the terrorists win. He, I'll bet you he's never called Biden and the Democrats a terrorist. No, nah, he hasn't. Look, you know, there needs to be a cooling down period. Forget about the, well, let's get together and let's have a vote. Give it a pause. Let everyone step back and reflect and don't listen to the talking heads on the news because they're going to sit there and throw out their, their jabs and their, whatever they mm -hmm. want, their spears of dissent and hate, just shut it off, shut off the news mm -hmm. and sit back and reassess your position and your people around you. And then maybe you can go back in rejuvenated and do the right thing. Now, I'm not saying Kevin is the guy to go for, but I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying we got to get a consensus going on. And right now we're in a, you know, in a, in a quagmire of just a bunch of BS that's being thrown yeah. out and fueled by the media. Well, yesterday, um, Lauren Boebert was on Hannity's program. First, I'm going to play a clip of Lauren Boebert talking to report. I guess she was on the floor. She was mm -hmm. talking about uh, uh, her choice. Well, listen, I'll let her explain. Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off, I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw. And with that, I yield. Thank you. I so admire that young woman. I think she's got uh, chutzpah. She's got courage. You may the not honeys. like her, but she stands by her convictions. Mm -hmm. You have to stand by your convictions, but you've got to, you know, there's a time, there's a time to battle. You got to pick and choose your fight. What was the Kenny Rogers song? You got to know when to hold them or know when to fold them. Yep, exactly. Um, she was on Hannity's show last night, and uh, I've told you this before. Hannity's becoming another major disappointment. He, I thought he was truly one of us, and I think he is truly out for himself. Uh, he had her on yesterday. You would have thought he was, she was being interviewed by uh, uh, someone from CNN, okay? Because mm. she sat there, and this is a, a bit long, okay? But I do think it's important to play the whole thing, Bill. It's about five minutes. This is Lauren Boebert. On Hannity, yes, you have time to get yourself another cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. Yeah, I caught you. Well, yeah, the volume's up, though. I'm hearing everything. Here's Lauren Boebert. So you and others fought hard for a motion to vacate with only five Republicans able to trigger that 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 motion. Uh, Kevin McCarthy didn't want to give it to you, but he did give it to you in the end. To me, that's kind of an insurance so, Sean, policy. I, Can I finish? But he didn't all the way. He did Wait not. Sure. He, he gave you what you asked for. And one of the things that I've been not. asking people, I'm asking you tonight, who is your final choice for speaker? And if you can't get more than, let's say, 30 votes, Will you follow your own advice uh, that you were asking Donald Trump and withdraw? 
there are certainly names that are be, being floated around. And hey, maybe I should nominate President Donald J. Trump tomorrow. But Sean, I, I did watch your show last this night. Is a game and I want show? To set the like we're going to pick on this motion. We're going to no, 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 pick no, no. him, Jordan, Listen, one day, Donald's the, the other day, Trump the next on day. This motion to vacate because he did not give us this motion to vacate. I'm showing there's a, a, a whole consensus of other candidates. But I'm, that not, be I'm trying to understand but how you're thinking. This motion here. to vacate, Sean, you need to understand that, that Kevin McCarthy did not give us my hard red line. He fought and for this it. is a century old, a centuries. No, he did not. No, he, well, I know that he made the that promise. That was written by Thomas Jefferson. I know he made the promise because. 1837 with five members, Sean, with five members, not that's one right, member five. to offer the okay. motion to vacate. So and my question is this. Nancy Pelosi's you haven't precedence. answered my question. So if you have. You cannot yesterday you supported, yesterday you supported Jordan. Today you're supporting Sean. Donald. That's not the way this Donald's. works. We need a check and a balance on the third in line. Who is your fight? Let's have a final answer. Want Who unity. do you want to well, be Speaker you know, maybe of the House? For the conference to decide. We need to come together. Who do you want? I'm asking is. who you want. What does it look like? Life after Kevin. We I need would to like find to somebody know. who can actually uni unify the Republican Party. I have offered. I, I would like to know. Let some other folks start offering. There are other 203 people, point. and you have 20. I respect the 20 of you. I respect all of you. But I'm asking you, based Thank on you your own words. You as well. Who is your final? Let's have a final answer. Who do you want? Who will you only support to be speaker? It's not that hard. I am willing to have conversations with the Republican conference to come up with a consensus candidate. We are offering people right now. It doesn't have to be a member of the Freedom Caucus. It doesn't even have to be a solid half, conservative. By the way, more, but we have more than to have half those the Freedom Caucus supports McCarthy. So we you have don't have, have you don't even have a name. Because there, and we're there now going into day three. Afraid. When you are threatened by committee chairmen oh, to gosh. not be placed by steering members. Right, let me ask uh, a final question. If your final, if your final candidate on a committee, and then Kevin McCarthy affirms that, that's a scary place to be. We are here to legislate. We are here to get the country back on track. And I could tell. when you have people making threats like that, it's difficult to make that decision. But we are going to get there. I am fine doing this. We're in day two. It's okay. The government isn't spending um, money, sending it to Ukraine. So the American taxpayers are certainly winning. This will, um, politically, but, you know, Congresswoman, this, you agree. And I agree on most things. We don't disagree on many yes, things. Yes, we do, Sean. And, and I, I do have respect and for I you. But I believe history will but show however, that I'm on the right side of this, Sean. How, how, well, you, you can believe in your position, but I'm using your words. You said to President Trump, you said, we're very clear. He doesn't have 218, so you need to ask him to withdraw. If by Friday, you and your group of 20 don't have a name with 30 votes, is it time for you to withdraw? And if not, why do you support a double standard? Last question. Kevin McCarthy does not have 218 votes. Kevin McCarthy and you will have, not And you speaker. have 20. I, Kevin I asked McCarthy you a very specific question. If by Listen, Friday when we, when we you don't have right, 30. I will not, Sean. I will not withdraw. Our asks were, were not petty of Kevin McCarthy. They were not self-serving. We simply were asking for commitments on what the American people want to see. They want to see a vote on term limits, a vote on the Texas border plan to secure the southern you, border. Congresswoman, and for crying with out loud, Sean, we asked for a vote on a budget that actually balances. Imagine... Imagine a Congress that stops so spending you money only that have we don't 30 have. People we are going supporting to get this right, you. and we are going to get the right speaker, Sean. If you only have 30, to be clear, you will not withdraw. 30 is going to be a beautiful number to But you're to telling reach. Kevin McCarthy and the, and the 203 people that support him to withdraw because they don't have 218. That's what you're saying. Look, it's obvious by tonight's motion to adjourn that Kevin McCarthy and his supporters are already getting you, voter fatigue. And I, I, I asked I'm you a simple question, Congresswoman. I, I, you know, I feel like I'm getting a, a liberal. I'm not going an to support Kevin liberal. McCarthy, Sean. Okay, so even if you only have 30 votes, Kevin McCarthy, you will not abide by what you told President Trump which to I abide don't believe by. I, I got will it. Be, I feel like we've made progress. Not Look, I love President Trump. You're not going to turn me on him. You're not going to pit him against me. I'm not trying I love to pit you. him against you. President That's Trump. what you said to and him. And I am standing. I have You're seen the, one the that said it to trust. Him. I have seen the lack of accountability. Well, we are we are getting phone calls saying that we need to stop this. Kevin does All not right. have the votes for speaker. I got it. Period. Thank we need you. to find a consensus candidate, get this right, and get our country back on track. Thanks so much, Sean. That was the rudest 
that I've ever heard Sean Hannity. He was well, rude. You know, Sean is, uh, by his own admission, not a conservative. He is not a, by his admission, not a liberal. He's kind of, oh, he calls himself an independent. I don't even know if it's that. And I think he's... I think he says he's, he's a libertarian, uh, doesn't he? Yeah, he's 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 in love with his own press clippings. Yes. Uh, because I, I heard him the other day. I was driving in the, the, the truck home, and all of a sudden, he goes... Is it embarrassing? Yes. Is it this? Yes. Is it that? Yes. He goes, but you know, it, it's necessary. Now, did 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 I tell you this? And did I tell them that? And you know, they didn't listen to me. It's like, Sean, who are you? <laughs> I mean, who come the on. How are you? Exactly. <laughs> when did we put you in charge yes. of this? Yes. You're a damn radio. Did host. you hear what Lauren Borbert said? She said there are some proposals they made to him that they, if he, if he said yes to, meaning McCarthy, then it might be a different situation. She wants a, can you imagine this, a balanced budget commitment. That means just what I just said, a balanced budget. I mean, it's like when you, if you work your checkbook every month or every week, you check your balance, okay, everything balances out. That's what they want for our federal government. We haven't had it in decades. Well, here's what I'm going to say to, I'm going to pull a Sean here and say, gee, Kevin, if you happen to be one of the people in D.C., because we know we have people in D.C. that listen, you might want to look at that little proposal because you got the Democrats coming forward that keyed in on that and going, hey, Kev, you know, we can help you out if we can sit there and, uh, you know, get this concession on, um, on not shutting down the government and yeah. uh, the debt crisis and everything. In other words, they want to have the opportunity to keep on spending and spending yes. and spending. Yes. You know, it, it, what was interesting, and I I picked this up and I thought, my gosh, no one's talking about this. She says she wants um, the ability for one representative to to question the speaker, meaning – if she thinks a speaker should be removed, she should have the right to ask for a vote for the removal of the speaker. Well, that's not how it is now. They want the majority. The majority has to be in line. Okay, that's that's a big change. She says, and Hannity's making it sound like she's asking for something that's uh, never been done before. And what she's saying is, wait a second, that's how it was set up by Thomas Jefferson and our founders. Initially, it was you could you could have you could stand up as a representative and ask for a vote against somebody, you mm -hmm. know. If, if one person could have done that, now they're negotiating. Well, maybe five, and McCarthy is balking at five. You know. Now the good news, Bill, last night is they supposedly are close to a deal. Supposedly they thought maybe they'd have it last night, but then they adjourned. The, Congress last night because I guess it wasn't completely in place. So this could hey, be look, all. You know what? If there's a deal out there, even if you're not comfortable with it, actions speak louder than words. So you may not like that one vote thing, but if you're true to your colors and yeah. you're going to, and true to your word, you don't have to worry about that one damn vote. Yeah. Well, well, Bill, the, the uh, whole thing may be moved. I was listening, by the way, I happened to bump into a clip from uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC, a network that I usually avoid like, uh, mm -hmm. like COVID, if you know what I'm saying, okay? Yeah. I mean, uh, it is very partisan and very annoying, and also it's 99 and 4,400% wrong on just about every every fact they threw out there. But they had um, yesterday on the Morning Joe show with Mika and Joe Scarborough, you know. Right, They yeah. had Chris Matthews as their guest. Chris is a retired former anchor, uh, you know, commentator on MSNBC and NBC. And uh, they were talking about what's happening in the House. And I want to hear how—I want you to hear how the Democrats— 
uh, and I don't mean just the old line Democrats. I'm not talking. These guys are they're more socialist than Democrat. Okay, this is Matthews and uh, the people on Morning Joe. Uh, when we had James uh, Carville on earlier, I asked him if he thought that uh, Donald Trump weighing in this morning uh, would would uh, help Kevin McCarthy. He was skeptical. Um, I, I also uh, checked with a couple of, of pretty well wired sources after. Uh, he was on the show who have told me that um, that based on his all of his information and all of his uh, reporting um, that Trump's calls aren't moving these members uh, and, and it's one of the reasons he hasn't been more aggressive uh, because at least up until now Trump is not moving uh, those 19, 20 people are not moving enough of them. Uh, what do you think? And if that is, in fact, the case, are, are we are we seeing the end of the Trump era, the Republican Party? Well, look, I think about history and I look at the uh, the 50th Congress that came in 1946. Uh, it was called a do nothing Congress. And this looks like a do-nothing Congress coming in on the House side. <clears throat> it looks to me like they don't want to do much. Uh, they, if, if Liz Cheney had gotten the vote in the last two days or last day, she would have voted against Kevin McCarthy. She's not on the right wing side. She was on the truth side. Uh, this leadership is a problem. I'm not sure they have a positive objective. I think if Joe Biden runs again, he probably will. He'll run against the do-nothing House of Representatives, who they used to say back in uh, Truman's day, opened every day with a prayer and end with a probe. And if that's all they're going to do is make trouble uh, for Hunter Biden or whatever else, if that's all they're going to do for two years, and the way they look like yesterday, that's what they want to be, is a troublemaking caucus, uh, it's going to help Biden get reelected. He's as dumb as a box of rocks. I mean, he's a Holy Cross, I think Holy Cross uh, college graduate. You, you think he'd be mm. a little smarter? Uh, he's as dumb as a box of rocks. Okay, the, so this, that's Chris wait, Matthews. Did, did we have a uh, do nothing uh, um, Congress a caucus in there? Oh no, that no, did wait, 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 cause trouble? No, when Nancy was running it, okay, it was a really well-oiled, well-functioning Congress because they got so much of their agenda done. But when you start probing all of the corruption from that Congress and the administration, you know. They sat there and did nothing but attack Trump. Now, January 6th was orchestrated, we know that, from her own writings by Nancy. So that whole thing was a sham, a crap show, for over a year. You talked so to me about what this. What, what did you find out a couple of days ago about about Nancy? You, you mentioned something about that. Yeah, there's a couple of, uh, the, the, apparently, uh, a text. You know how texts are getting out, out there now. Oh, yeah. And her emails, somebody said, well, you know, I got this from Nancy. And, you know, you look at it. She, it was all a setup to sit there. She orchestrated the insurrection. You know, in other words, she opened the gates. She yeah. made things to where it would, you know, appear that Trump was doing all this, which he had nothing to do with. It was all Nancy so that they could set Trump up. And because they want to put the, you know, it, it's not about him not being able to run. It's not about, uh, you know, anything like that. This is total retaliation that he upset the apple cart back in 2016 and it continued, you know, and we could prove all that because they have the text and everything. You know, it can all be proven a sham. And you know what? Until the day that guy is dropped into the ground, you know, 20, 30 years from now, they're going to attack him. You know, it's amazing. She had a camera crew there. Her daughter is, I guess, a video documentary director. Yeah. And she had a crew there videotaping on January 6th, just by coincidence. She didn't allow the president to bring in 20,000 or so uh, National Guard troops to protect the Capitol. She, like you said, I think was definitely responsible for what happened. Well, I think it goes deeper than her. There's somebody else, and we all know who that is. I mean, maybe a candidate that uh, ran for president once that seems to have a lot of dirty ties to a lot of things, and no matter how dirty 
that person's hands get, uh, they get away with it. Yeah. You know, the still dossier. You keep waiting for true justice to happen. And It'll ha- never happen. It, it hasn't happened. <laughs> you keep waiting for somebody to be perp-walked in uh, handcuffs for being cr- a criminal because you know they are. And it never happens. It's not going to happen. I hate to say that, but it's just not going to happen. doesn't mean we can't get things done, but we have to start out with small steps and move forward. And do I think we shouldn't do investigations? Oh, quite the contrary. I think we should do investigations on Hunter and the Biden crime family. And let's go back to... You know, everything that went on with the, the releases of the, uh, the the stuff from Twitter, you know, and what they did and, and taking uh, the uh, weaponizing of the FBI. Right. I think w- w- there was treason in the White House, and I'm, I'm sure it falls on both sides of the fence. But now is the time to kick it out and don't sit there and go, oh, it'd be such a sad thing to do to Nancy. Yeah. If she's a treasonist. That's what she is. And let's not give her any slack on that. You know, and she may not have started as a treasonist, but she became one. She got corrupted. Well, by power. how do people go into these offices, uh, middle class people, and leave these offices multimillionaires when the job only pays, what, a couple of hundred grand a year? Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, have you ever noticed every congressman? And I'm saying on both sides of the fence, for the most part, after their two-year term, they came in, you know, barely squeaking by to pay their rent. Ah, uh, you know, yeah, they got $7 million in the bank. Oh, really? Who are you oblo- obligated to now? Do they get a check for life, too? Do, I think they get paid for life. Medical, and yeah, they get their salary for life, and see... Look, I thought about running for Congress one time, and I'll be honest with you. I, when I was young, I was going, I'm a good speaker. I could sit there and, and, and do things, and I could right. do some good. Sure. And, and maybe I'll run for two terms, which would be great, and I would get all the benefits. Yeah. And I could go far, far away on a beach somewhere <laughs> and uh, live the life of uh, yes, O'Reilly. Of Hillary I mean? Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh gosh. Well, you know, when when someone like Mike Pence uh says that you should vote for Kevin McCarthy, I I get a, a little nervous. So I I vacillate back and forth. I mean, I understand why um uh, it would be nice if we had a speaker right now. Things would be a little more we could get some of these committees up and running and and bring some of these uh, criminals to justice. But the other thing is is Kevin McCarthy truly the right guy for the job? Uh, for me, he's not 100% right. If we get him as the speaker and they they have those qualifications, you know, he, he agrees to all of these things that they want him to agree to, then I can probably live with that. I mean, if 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 they get him to agree to all the stuff they're talking about. Well, you got to find out why he doesn't want to agree. And I get it. You know, when somebody tries to push you against the wall and goes, listen, here, you're going to do this, 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 and this, and this, you know, kind of like when you go to the bank and get a loan for a house. Well, you got to do this, this, yeah. and you go, and you, you're, you have to sit there and decide how bad do I want that car? How bad do I want that house? And then you finally sign. Well, why is Kevin pushing back? Is it just, you know? You're pushing back because that's inherently what people do? Or is there another reason? Well, I have a question for you, Bill. And I've had I, I don't I don't hear anybody asking this question on mainstream media. Let's say he agrees to all of these things. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I promise I'll do this, and I promise I'll do that. And then he gets sworn in as the speaker and he says, uh well, what things were you talking about again? I forgot. What ob- what obliges what makes it what makes it that he has to fulfill the promises he made to these people? Do you know well, what I'm that's saying? why you need the poison pill. The one person can bring it up and say, hey, you didn't keep your promises. I want you out of here. And then okay, if he everyone agreed, else has to vote. If he agrees to that and he gets sworn in, what if he doesn't bring that up for a vote? To that, that Doesn't that have to be passed by Congress, the one vote? Probably so. You know, yeah, he it's, could, it's a he good could point, lie. But, he could lie to everybody. 
Look, you know, there's a lot of things that are being thrown out there that we have no control or say over. So that's why you got to pick and choose uh, your battles on this. And, you know, it's 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 a weird but uh, interesting state that we're in. Now, if you are a fan of President Trump, and I am, I, I like the guy. Hey, has he got an ego? Yeah, he does. I kind of like it myself. Other people can't stand it, but I... I like somebody who has got a lot of confidence, and he's not afraid to tell you he has a lot of confidence. And uh, I think that's important for our country. We need to be a confident country. You want a confident, a confident president, and I and that's uh, that's President Trump. So when he supports Kevin McCarthy, and by the way, Trump is no numbskull. He knows that McCarthy kind of stuck it to him with Liz Cheney. He heard the phone call, I'm sure, and yet he still is endorsing McCarthy for the speakership. I got to ask myself, okay, is there something that he knows that we don't know on uh, out here in uh, the public? Is there something going on behind the scenes, something they agreed to that's really important to Trump and what he's doing that he knows that if McCarthy gets in, they can move to the next phase, do you know? Or is it going to... Uh, or is he just making well, a mistake? Well, here's the question for you. Is uh, is Kevin conservative or is he liberal? Um, does he have, I, I guess, is he an opportunist, a conservative opportunist? You know, and, and I would say he's more that than anything else. I hear people saying he's a chameleon and he has no core values. Well, well. What is a chameleon? I mean, that means you have no values or that's just what you are. You know, you will you will blend into whatever environment that you are put into. And I mean, how do you how do you judge that? How do you rate that? I don't know. You know, so at some point in time, you gotta have some blind faith moving forward. And I'm not saying that's means to vote for them, but I'm saying they've got to take a hard look at what they want, what they think they're gonna get. And and move forward on that. And now Miss Bobert made her position known. Sean didn't like it. He was trying to manipulate and control that conversation. She sucked the air right out of the room and out of his <laughs> mouth too, because he couldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> and I applaud her for that, because she could. Boy, she'd be the perfect person to get on the floor and filibuster. Oh, I'll bet. Ooh, Ooh. She'd never <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> uh, so where we stand right now. Uh, as of last night, GOP uh, Representative Kevin McCarthy has reportedly caved and has given in on all the demands made by the uh, uh, high-profile GOP detractors. All the demands. And now that means, does that mean when they put that in the story, does that mean that guys like uh, Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert will actually vote for McCarthy? I still don't think they'll ever vote for him. I mean, See, Gates, I don't know. And, you know, the word caved. Yeah. Is that your word or no. is that a media word? That's a media word. That, that, See, no, that's a media and that, word. And there's the problem. You know, we're getting everything from the media. Yes. And everything that they do is not a a direct interpretation. It's their spin on it. And that's, you know, that that is a problem right there. Maybe all of this crap should be closed. That, you know, the media doesn't get to see it. The public doesn't get to see it. I get, I know why we have to have views of it, but obviously we don't have a responsible media to just sit there and shut up. <laughs> According to uh, political reporter Olivia Beavers, uh, McCarthy's, McCarthy's team laid out a compromise that would give in to nearly every demand expressed by the current de defectors. Plan discusses everything from rules committee seats to House floor vote guarantees. A source familiar tells this reporter. This is and there's another word: the defectors. Uh -huh. See, they're vilifying both sides of the aisle. Yes. How can we sit there as a caucus get get to a conclusion if we got the media and they hear it inside? And, you know, they hear the words going, oh, well, you, you get upset yeah. when you're called, you know, uh, a defector. You get upset 
when you're called a treasonist. But those are media words, and they're pitting, you know. Republican against Republican, conservative against moderate, yep. And I think out of this whole show, that's the important thing right there. We are being pitted against one another. And, you know, when you hear somebody speak on the floor, uh, some Republicans speaking for somebody other than McCarthy, and you hear some grumbling in the in the halls of, uh, of Congress, and then you hear occasionally some laughter. The laughter is coming from the Democrats. They're having a yeah. great old time. They're enjoying this. They're like... Uh, they're as happy as pigs in manure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what's her name? Cat Gamunch uh, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, From yeah, Florida. She made the yeah. Comment. Yeah. You know, every time that we can't get a vote, uh, the Democrats are drinking shots, and then AOC said, "Oh, if we if we took a shot every time, you know, that that they couldn't get something." And she was laughing about it. Oh, like, sure. We'd be knocked out. I'm sitting there going, you know, well, you just told me. This is a drinking game to you. And th- you also just signaled that you guys want this infighting and you're encouraging it. And oh, so sure. is the media. So we as Republicans, Kevin, the, you know, and, and the, the 20 or so holdouts need to step back and go, you know what? We're being played. You're let's right. get back to the purpose of what we want to do and let's figure it out and sit down and say, here's the top. Five things. What did we promise the American public? Let's get it done. You heard Chris Matthews uh, when he was being interviewed by Morning Joe, who, by the way, used to be a Republican. <laughs> and he used to build yeah, himself. I used to like he, him. He but used I to re- build himself him. as a conservative. Yeah, he's never really been a conservative. Mm. So, But uh, Chris Matthews uh, has never, ever been a Republican supporter about anything. So mm. to have him on as a guest and ask him, well, where does this what does this mean if uh, they can't come to a consensus? And, and when Matthew says, well, it means that Biden will get in for a second term. I'm thinking, in your dreams, Matthews. And you have to be dumber than I thought to, ma- to make that uh, prediction. Because well, I, think, I think right now, I don't think he got in, by the way, the first time, okay? Let's just get that straight. I think he didn't get into the office the right way the first time. The only way he's going to get in next time, Chris is if you use the same system to steal the election again. If the system's well, they are in place. using the same system, and they're using the media, too. And if they can sit there and make the Republicans right now from the get-go appear to be a clown show, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing, then Joe is going to have an easy skate in 2024. So this is all part of their re-election campaign it started when we took the house and they said, how can we, they're pretty smart. They have, there used to be a thing that the Republicans did called a think tank. They had conservative think tanks. I don't think there's anything around like that anymore. You might want to start thinking about that. Get yeah. together. Of course, now they say, oh, they got together in a private room. It was an insurrection meeting. No, it is a strategy meeting. It's ha- it happens with military. It happens in governments. It happens in businesses. You're sitting there going, you know, you're at war with the other side. You need to plan your moves. Another reason why I have some sincere questions about Kevin McCarthy as speaker, and nobody's really talking about this, but uh, I believe yesterday, Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum said, you have to have Kevin McCarthy as your speaker. (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing a poor imitation, but now maybe it's not that bad. But he did say that uh, he supported Kevin McCarthy. Okay, and I don't support this. hardly anything that Klaus Schwab does. Okay, and there you go. Now, did he say that? You know, genuinely, or yeah. did he say that knowing that people like you and me might go Klaus Schwab? No, he, he meant knows it. that he's not liked by people. No, he meant it. See, he, he meant it. Uh, he meant it like genuinely. He has to be the speaker. Well, no, he doesn't have to be the speaker, but Klaus Schwab doesn't have to open his big fat mouth either. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you got people that are chiming in. Yes, and the, look, the the it, it, the the ground is sullied. You know, it's it's the it's soiled, and it's just mm-hmm. 
it's tainted and um, you have to step back. And I think we have to sit there and say, what do we want to achieve? And I think Hunter and Biden are big things. I do think that we need to flip the coin on the January 6th committee and sit there and look at the real insurrection and what Elon Musk gave us with the Twitter files there. We need to sit there and uh, make sure that uh, the real truth comes out and and go from there. One of the things and we they, need to curb, you know, we got to cut spending. One we, of the things can. they want, Bill, the uh, the conservatives, is the release of the entire, all of the information, all of the facts from the January 6th committee. I mean, m- much of it was never released. Testimony from people who was, was never uh, made public. And they don't want it just to be released. They want it to be put online so people can access it from around the world. Well, uh, and, and of course, they're very, they don't want that because there were some people who were interviewed who were terrific witnesses and they were so good and so strong that they were never brought up again by the January 6th committee people. It didn't so they're going to have to go through those files and get rid of a lot of information or, you know, I'll be damned, you know. The room that had all the boxes, there was a fire in the building, happened to be in that storage room. <laughs> yeah, I'll be son of a gun. How'd that happen? Um, one more That's thing. Hillary, that happened with her once. Sam Bankman. I haven't got the info in front of me, but Sam Bankman Freed, you know him. He's the guy who, yeah. uh, he just had, he, I don't know what happened, but he kind of blew like $30 billion or whatever it was. I mean, if you did it and I did it, they would uh, literally uh, put us in jail and th- that key, just toss it, throw it away. We'd never get out. Well, Sam Bankman freed, and I haven't got the story in front of me. I don't know where the heck it is. Um, He has a lawyer who I believe has something to do with Hillary Clinton. Uh, The judge, it says, um, the next judge placed over the case is Bill Clinton-appointed Judge Lewis Kaplan, uh, and the prosecutor is somebody who was, um, well, let me hear it is right here, Damian Williams, who was appointed by Joe Biden to the Southern District of New York in 2021. He's a Democrat who worked for John Kerry's campaign in 2004. Then he went to Yale, where he was supported by Paul and Daisy Soros' Fellowships for New Americans uh, Fund. Uh, Williams also was a law clerk for Merrick Garland. Okay, that's the guy who's going to prosecute Sam Bankman Freed. So don't be surprised if good old Sammy boy gets off with a a slap on the wrist and maybe a new car as a consolation prize. I don't know Uh, if it were you or me would be uh, probably put against a wall and shot for doing what he did. Well, you know, if the story, real story came out, there'd be a lot of Democrats and some Republicans, too, in trouble with that money laundering scheme. Oh, yeah. Which is another reason. This Congress has got to get it together because no more money to the Ukraine, period. Yes, very true. Well, once again, we've almost done it. Another program in the can. We should point out that if you want to respond to the program, and we don't do this enough, which we're trying to retrain ourselves, you know, it's hard to teach an old We're still dog. We're diapers on this point here. Yeah, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Uh, but... By all means, call us. Uh, leave a message if you if you want to say something, a comment on a show, wherever you are around the world. Eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight is the number. Eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. You can also uh, write us. It's mail at itsanotherday.com. Now, maybe you're a, a person that has uh, a business. You sell guns, something like that. You want to advertise. Just send your letter of inquiry there, your email of inquiry. We will get back to you. Uh, we don't really have a, per se, sales department set up, but which means you can probably get a pretty damn good deal. <laughs> That's so, true. Mail but, at itsanotherday.com. We have the stream, uh, which is CRN America, and that would be mail at crnamerica.com. I have one funny story. Well, be- before you do that, uh, we should point out that uh, as far as advertising goes, uh, it's not a bad deal to put your product in front of uh, you know, 
between a bunch of people, a hundred million and two hundred and sixty million people. I mean, that's a lot of people out there. You know, you never know. Just saying. So, yeah, just saying. And also the numbers and the contact information. If you forget it, if you forget it, go to our website. It's anotherday.com. Simple. So there you go. So anyway, this uh, South Carolina man fleeing drug charges from Florida. He's been on the lam for 20 years. He faked his own death. Well, they finally apprehended him. He was in South Carolina. They got him on a burnout delight charge, something that would cost a buck 20 at your typical Walmart or auto parts store. So, and then come to find out he wasn't wanted in Florida <laughs> on drug charges. He, he was on the lam and faked his death. <laughs> For nothing, <laughs> but a dollar twenty. But he's light. probably in trouble for having uh, lived a life of fraud for the last uh, how many years was he hiding? Twenty. Oh years. my gosh, <laughs> that's that's a that's a loser. But then again, hey, what the heck, you know? I think as you said, you know what? If you uh, if you Googled numbskull yes picture would come up <laughs> exactly hey buddy it's uh, been a pleasure let's have a an, let's do it again tomorrow let's do it yeah, again we'll tomorrow. do it again tomorrow you got uh i'll be right here same same bat station you can go change your clothes and if you want to you can also take a nap if you want to i'm not gonna take a nap i'm gonna go get in the uh, batmobile and uh Go down and get a cappuccino and an apple fritter. Well, that sounds like a plan, buddy. I, I think right I'll do the is. same thing. Have a good day. Buddy. Adios. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. <laughs>